Hello and welcome to Minigame, a podcast about video game stories and why we love them. I'm Michael Ferris. Every game is political. This is not my opinion. This is a fact. This does not mean that every game supports a political party or platform, but every game is developed from a point of view and perspective. Some games like Disco Elysium are blatantly political and created by developers who, themselves, are openly political in real life. Games such as the Deus Ex franchise and Cyberpunk 2077 deliver anti-corporate messages and mass-market-friendly packages. But the games that helped me lead to this conclusion were actually the simulation genre, specifically The Sims, SimCity, and Roller Coaster Tycoon. Now, what is the goal of a simulation game? Often, there is no long-term objective, a way to win the game, or any kind of traditional narrative. You just keep going until either you fail or you give up. On a previous episode of Minigame, I discussed the prison-building sim Prison Architect, and seemingly no matter what you do, the game ends in a business-ending riot, and you just need to start over. The story of Prison Architect is the story of capitalism. Consume as much as possible while working as little as possible until there's nothing left to use and do it again somewhere else. This cycle of hypercapitalism bears its head in less overtly political titles, such as SimCity and City Skylines. During my latest playthrough of SimCity 2000, which, by the way, is the best SimCity, I wanted to attempt a democratic socialist utopia, one in which everyone contributed in order to make society better for everyone. However, the game seems to have built in that any kind of raise and tax or too much government spending brings about the ire of either your citizens or your advisors. Unlike real governments, the ability to borrow money and spend is limited. You need to be stingy with how you choose to spend your money. Now, whether intentional or not, in order to do well in SimCity, you need to facilitate a consumerist culture, a culture in which private enterprise and not strong government creates a successful culture. Similarly, The Sims is a family simulator in which creating a traditional nuclear family is the most optimal way to play. Anything outside of that just creates a level of artificial difficulty that, to a degree, makes the game less fun for many players. The glut of tycoon games that came out in the early 2000s was also seemingly apolitical, but have similar messages beneath the surface. In games like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Sim Theme Park, you need to create amusement parks that are fun without being extravagant, Expensive, but not too expensive. Safe, but not too safe. In many of these tycoon games, the road to success is also the road of mediocrity. Employees are not being treated too well. General operations are not too expensive. Products and services are expensive enough to be profitable without scaring away customers. Maybe this is why sometimes the most fun in a simulation game is just letting it all burn. Destroying your city in SimCity, torturing your Sims in The Sims, 
making overtly dangerous rides in Roller Coaster Tycoon or letting out the dinosaurs in a Jurassic Park game. Sometimes the only way out of a cruel system is to just let it collapse. While not having traditional narratives, simulation games are full of stories that players can tell, and the systems that are integrated into these games are the tools that let players tell their stories. Sometimes those tools themselves accidentally tell stories. Thank you very much for listening. Executive producer of the Lore Party Podcast Network is Abu Zafar. Minigame is written and produced by Michael Ferris. Original music for Minigame is composed by Lawrence Kelly. Subscribe to Minigame and all the other Lore Party podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow Minigame on Twitter at Minigame Podcast and visit our website at loreparty.com. Thank you very much for listening.